And welcome to Land Parties, episode 151 from the Las Vegas Review Journal, brought to you by Blue Wire. I am your host, Ryan Smith, and with me, as always, my trusty co-host, Lucas Egan. Lucas, how was your weekend, my friend? What's going on, brother? My weekend was good. Uh, it was kind of a quiet weekend as we prepare for the eSports Awards next week. Uh, yeah. So just kind of wanted to rest up, uh, bought some podcast equipment that I will be testing out during the eSports Awards. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And of course, played some more Marvel Snap because that game is still consuming my time. Uh, but it was good. It was good. How was your weekend? It was, you know, it was nice because uh, I had very similar. We got our decorations up. Uh, also, this past, uh, um, I, what was it, uh, Saturday, we were at the Henderson Silver Knights game uh, with, uh, you know, obviously Nevada Esports Education League, uh, Las Vegas Inferno and Sam and Ash Law Firm uh, in uh, coordination with the uh, Las Vegas Toys for Tots. Um, it was a fantastic event. Tons and tons of toys uh, were were brought by, you know, the community really showed out. And I really feel like the Las Vegas community um, pretty consistently shows up, especially when it comes to charities and things like that. So it's a charity that is near and dear to my heart. Um, we've been doing Toys for Todd since since I was a kid. Um, so it was just nice to be able to get out, uh, hang out with people. It was a great game. Unfortunately, the Silver Knights lost. Uh, but all in all, it was for a good cause and, and a lot of kids, uh, a lot of deserving kids will have presents under their trees. So other than that, though, I got more Ragnarok in and of course, Marvel Snap, a little bit of Overwatch 2. Uh, so that was my gaming weekend. But enough about us. I want to introduce our special guest uh, again. Uh, he's a fantastic and, and, and such a presence uh, in the community. Hugh Lee, the president and founder of Nevada. Nevada uh, Esports Education League. League sorry. <laughs> Hugh, how are you doing, my friend? Thank you so much for joining us, brother. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Lucas. I'm doing great. <laughs> um, I'm still awake. My cat's not really still awake. Also very annoyed, <laughs> you know, early in the morning type of ordeal, but I'm doing great. Good, man. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. And of course, we're going to get into everything that you guys have going on uh, over with the uh, uh, Esports Education League and, and just the great stuff that you guys do uh, within the community. But first, we got to talk about the Game Awards. Lucas, uh, w where are we at with that? It's coming up this week. What's got you pumped, brother? It is. It's coming up on Thursday. So we get to... Uh make a couple predictions and we'll find out just how wrong we are pretty quick right after that. Uh, before we dive in, I do want to say uh, they just released the 2022 future class list. And among them uh, was Mary Kenny, who was a guest on the show, uh, oh, yeah. a, a, a great writer and author and all that stuff. So congratulations, congratulations to her and that entire group there. Uh, so let's, let's just talk about the big ones here. I mean, best game, it would seem to me is a uh, a competition between Elden Ring and God of War. Uh, mm -hmm. Although I have been seeing some support for Stray Online, which I guess I can <laughs> understand. Uh, however, this really does seem like Elden Ring and God of War are going to duke it out in a lot of categories uh, on Thursday. And I'm kind of split here. Like, 
God of War is more of my type of game than Elden Ring is. Uh, so if I were deciding, <laughs> I would choose God of War. However, I wonder if God of War being a sequel and Elden Ring kind of being a a, a fresh new entry uh, is gonna swing things that way. Because uh, uh, you know I've seen nothing but great things about God of War, but since it's fallen on the heels of an of another game that did also win Game of the Year and was was like this gigantic success i just wonder if elden ring will will be able to take it from that but i don't know ryan what about you who's what is your game of the year (laughs) if you guys have been following along at all you guys already know that i am not a souls uh player so elden ring was never on the docket for me so i mean without a doubt and i'm not i'm still working my way through god of war ragnarok but it's so good uh, it's so clean. It's it's such a compelling story, and to be able to have a uh, essentially, you know, a, a reboot of this uh, hack and slash game to where there's so much story development, and and they they kind of shifted from Greek gods over to Norse gods, and I, I'm really enjoying that. It's characters that you're that people are familiar with. Um, you know, again, I've always I've I've always been really impressed. On just how seamless the game is, you don't really have. There are no no like load screens or anything like that. It goes from gameplay in the cinematics back into gameplay so seamless. Um, it, 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 it this is a tough one for me. And you're right. I I think it's gonna be between Elden Ring and God of War, no doubt about it. Um, uh, in in my head again, I know a, a Plague Tale uh is is a solid game. I never played the first one, so obviously I didn't play that one either. Um, and, and like you, I've heard a lot of people talking about Stray, how, how Stray, Stray's got to win this, you know what I mean? Uh, that's a tough sell, uh, just with just how good, uh, the games are here. Uh, again, you have Xenoblade, uh, Chronicles 3, which I've heard is really good. I've never played that as well. M- you know, mo- majority of the games on here, I have not played. I want to be completely real about it. Uh, I did play and I still haven't finished Horizon Forbidden West. Again, I really enjoy that game. I I enjoy the character of uh, uh, Aloy uh, and, and all that stuff. It just, it wasn't as compelling to me as the first one was. Um, I feel like a lot of the good things from the first one, it just kind of got rehashed in this second one. So I've never, I, I don't have a real big desire. I will finish that game, um, but I haven't had that urge. You know what I mean? Once you're playing something that's really good, you're like, I can't stop playing this. I got, I got to keep, I, I need to know how it ends. So um, that felt a little flat for me. Uh, but yeah, I, I think easily this is going to go to Elden Ring or God of War. And and my guess, I want it to be God of War, but I kind of have a feeling that it's going to be Elden Ring. Uh, we shall see. Hugh, what are your thoughts on it? What What is, what is your game of the year out of those uh, uh, games? I'm not going to lie. I played <laughs> like four of those. Uh, I played the Plague Tale, which was really mm. great. Didn't like the rats. <laughs> they were scary. <laughs> rats are scary. In um, Stray, same thing. Didn't like the robots because the robots were a little mm. bit creepy. And the dynamic atmosphere of each of these games were just like really in depth. And I felt it and I felt scared. Um, there's also a video, a viral video about a cat literally in Stray falling down to its death. And then 
another cat in real life who's watching it goes to its owner. It's like, oh, this is too scary. <laughs> don't, <laughs> ever, don't ever lose me like that. Um, and then the other one I saw was uh, God of War. God of War's been a really cool game. And I've been watching streamers on Twitch play it. And mm-hmm. it looks very amazing. It looks way more in-depth than the first God of War, which definitely when it came out on PS5, people were like crazy already. And then mm-hmm. Elden Ring, of course, is a big one. And it's been really cool to watch those streamers play that one too. Is there is there any games that you guys think are missing from this category that should be in this category? Well, other than Overwatch 2. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I don't think there is any game because literally all those games came out with a banger. When they first mm-hmm. came out, a lot of them sold a lot of copies. And I know this year... A lot of people are just straying off of the Nintendo stuff mm-hmm. and going into more of the other console stuff. And I love that about this year. And with this collection that they have right now, perfect. Yeah. What, what about you, Lucas? I mean, I think you could make a case for a game like As Dusk Falls, uh, which, mm-hmm. which I, I think, uh, you know, I, uh, every, I, I've heard everybody who's played it, I've heard nothing but great things. You know, I don't know that yeah. I've, I've met somebody that's played it and been disappointed. Um, it, it, it skews, this list skews for the most part a little AAA heavy. So, yeah. so I mean, it would be nice to see some like, like real, like, like real indie teams kind of maybe sneak into there. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just, I, I guess it's just hard. You know, I, I, it, I don't know what you would drop necessarily, uh, but right. I, I would like to see some of the the truly small studios get get uh, some recognition. Yeah, you know, and and uh, as Dust Falls is nominated, I want to say for one or two awards, I believe in innovation uh, is I, I think that's the award they're, they're up for. Which is, I mean, again, I I I think that is so spot on. Just how much they did with that game the interactivity with streamers and and you know just the multiplayer i you didn't really you don't really get that a lot especially in those games that are um kind of like those choose your own adventures the ability the the fact that you're able to have up to eight other players both online and locally i think is huge and then of course they put a ton into their accessibility uh features and things like that too we we spoke with carolyn and you know she said from the jump off their their main goal was to be able to create a game that everybody could play and that everybody can enjoy from young to old and i think they accomplished that so yeah you know i I, i'm really i'm really pulling uh for them to pull uh to to get an award because i thought they did a phenomenal job uh with that game and it was really enjoyable i still need to go back and do some more playthroughs um because we got one ending but i i there's more to uncover uh in that game let let me ask you this ryan do Mm. you think a game like marvel snap should be getting consideration Oh, <laughs> I me, think Hugh's expression. <laughs> let me, okay, so let me just ask this in the context of clearly tons and tons of people are playing it, right? So it's yeah. a little bit like like the when Pokemon Go was in its heyday, right? Does the fact mm-hmm. that like a game captures beyond just a, a core gamer audience, if I can say that, where it like captures the zeitgeist for a period of time. Should that come into play at all for, for this to get any consideration? I mean, to be honest, I think it should. 
Uh-huh. Um, is it going to? Probably not. Uh, just kind of like you, like you're saying, uh, especially too that a lot of these games, especially for game of the year, are AAA titles. So I don't know that they would necessarily be considered in that running. Maybe for a separate category. Um, but I, I can't deny it. And again, the other thing too, you have to remember is that snap isn't just on mobile. You can get snap on steam. As a matter of fact, I did download it on steam as well. I haven't played it on there yet, but, uh, uh, you can, you can connect your account so you can, you can bounce back and forth from your PC, uh, to your mobile. But yeah, that's a, I, I think that's a tough sell for a game of the year. And, and really too, something else that we have to take into consideration is the fact that remember 2022 was supposed to be stacked absolutely loaded with with amazing games and we found that a lot of those games end up getting pushed back um you know there's a, a ton of delays something that is a little surprising um you know and I, and I haven't had a chance to play it yet and I don't know what your guys opinions are uh on it but what about Gotham Knights I'm, I'm a little surprised that Gotham Knights isn't on that list uh again I haven't really heard a lot of talk about it since it's released so I just I, I don't know where, but I thought for sure that that would be a game uh, that would be in at least in the talkings or or be up there. So, mm. yeah, that's a good point. I'm a little surprised yeah. that it, it, it didn't get in for much of anything. It looks like uh, I mean, it, it seems like the reception has been good, not great. Uh, so uh, but I'm surprised it's a big IP uh, and. Yeah, you, you would have expected it to maybe have a little more stain power than I think it, it seems like it has. Yeah, I, I agree. And then and then shifting gears from from game of the year, we wanted to also talk about best performance uh nominees. And some of these folks I, I know there's one. So uh Manon Gage, and I apologize if I did not say that correctly. I am not familiar with the game Immortality. Uh, I don't know if you guys are, but I've never heard of that game before. But clearly, it had an impact on on people, and it's got good, uh, uh, you know, acting and and stuff like that. Otherwise, it wouldn't be in this. Um, we've got Sunny Soljic uh, from God of War. I, is that Atreus? I'm guessing. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you've got you've got Sunny. You've got Christopher Judge again. Boy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who plays Kratos? And then uh, Charlotte from A Plague Tale. I'm guessing that that is uh, the main protagonist in that game. And then of course Ashley Birch from Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, she's a phenomenal phenomenal actor as well. So this is a pretty uh, uh, stacked field here. I'm I'm still curious about uh, immortality though. Like. I just don't know anything about that game. Yeah, I have not played Immortality either. Uh, this is, I will say, this is one category that I think uh, I would give either to uh, uh, Ashley or um, the actress from A Plague's Tale, only because I mm. get the feeling that having both, uh, both God of War actors in there is going to kind of split their votes. Uh, oh yeah. So I think this is a pretty wide open category here on who could win because I think Christopher and Sonny, who are both amazing, uh, might take away from each other a little bit. So mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see. I think I think Ashley or Charlotte would be probably my favorites to win uh, over the others. Just, but we'll see. This is a wide open one. 
Yeah. What about you, Hugh? Who who are you feeling on this uh, list here as far as best performance? Mine is Manon. Everyone is a spectacular, spectacular like voice actor, and like mm-hmm. I I can't choose. <laughs> I honestly can't choose. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is a tough one. And, you know, I would say as far as how far I've gone within God of War, I would lean more towards Sonny uh, in terms of performance. Again, Kratos, and I love Kratos and don't get me wrong, but Kratos is a little, uh, I guess, one tone for me. And where Sonny and, and Atreus has a lot of different levels and is definitely a lot more humanized. Um, again, I haven't finished the game yet, so so take it take it for for what you will. Um, and again, you know, obviously Ashley Birch is is a phenomenal actor and did a fantastic job uh, in terms of that. I'm just yeah, I'm just so I, I'm so curious. I, I pulled it up. I pulled up this uh, immortality game uh, real quick. I'm not even sure that that looks like a movie. I, I this is a game, so I'm not sure. It, this looks crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that looks. <laughs> I saw something say that it's an art house classic. It does look very art housey to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Um, yeah, so so the synopsis for it is: Marissa Marcel was a film star. She made three movies, but none of the movies were ever released. And Marissa Marcel disappeared. An interactive trilogy. From Sam Barlow, creator of her story. Interesting. That sounds really interesting. It it really does. And you don't see too too much of that. I remember you remember back in a day uh where you had some games that used like actual people and actual, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't animated or anything like that. Like this is kind of what that reminds me of. Uh man, it, like this is really intriguing. And I'm gonna have to do some more research. Uh, on that game clearly it, it must have been a, a fantastic performance um on that end but i mean just looking at this it just has me completely intrigued uh because i did not know that, that this is what kind of game is like a live action game and, and the reviews are showing very positive so this is something that maybe we we take a look at and and see what it's all about but that's kind of what it reminds me of it reminds me of those like older school like Here's live action, but it's in within a video game. So uh, I'll have to check that out. But in terms of who I think is going to win, I think you're I I think it'll probably be either Ashley Birch or or Sunny Soljic. Those are my those are that's my prediction. <laughs> That's and my prediction. The only one of us guaranteed to not be wrong, by the way, is Hugh. <laughs> you can't be wrong if you don't give an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I'm excited, though. You know, again, the Game Awards is such a huge night to be able to celebrate the games of the year, the performances, uh, everything that's going on uh, within there. So it's just always a fun time to kind of end the year being able to celebrate uh, all the stuff that that's come out this, this past year. So I think next year is going to be absolutely, it's going to be insane. Um, I mean, just looking at the, and again, we said this last year. uh, So, so take it with a grain of salt, but looking at the release schedule, I mean, shoot, 
January, February of of next year is crazy packed with with big releases. So we'll see if they're able to stick to that stuff. But um, yeah, this year was this year there wasn't as much. It wasn't as meaty. Uh, as we thought it was going to be, but there was still, I mean, a lot of solid games, a lot of solid performances, and it's it's definitely a good time to be able to celebrate that and all the accomplishes or accomplishments. I'm sorry, uh, throughout this year. So, um, yeah, good stuff. We'll see. That is uh, that that comes out this Thursday is the Game Awards. Uh, do you have, do you know what time it starts? I'm sure there's going to be people streaming it as well too. Yeah, it starts at 4:30 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. By the way, if you mm. watch on Steam, they are giving away a Steam Deck every minute uh, yes. during the broadcast. Which, by the way, if any of our listeners has a Steam Deck, please still watch on Steam. And if you if you know anybody <coughs> us who don't have a Steam Deck, <laughs> then that would be a perfect Christmas gift. <laughs> He's just saying he, he's not wrong. <laughs> Anyway, let's take a quick commercial break. We're going to be on the back end with Hugh talking about everything they've got going on. We'll be right back, y'all. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to those short messages. And now comes the fun part of the episode. And Hugh, let me just not bury the lead here. Talk to us about this great scholarship tournament that's coming up at the end of the month that the Nevada Esports Education League is putting on, which, by the way, is free. Free! If it's free, it's good for me. That is my model, my term. Uh, The Nevada Esports Education League is hosting its third annual end of the year scholarship tournament every end of the year we like to end off in a blast so one of the best ways we do that is just literally hosting a scholarship tournament um this year we chosen another game so every year we do ask community hey what game would you like to see first year we did valorant when it first came out and it was amazing second year we did league of legends which was amazing as well and then this year For our very first ever in-person, we are doing Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. What's amazing about that is that not only are we doing our first ever in-person, but it's an exclusive tournament that's here for everyone in Nevada, from elementary students, middle school students, high schoolers, college, and any adult wanting to head back to high school. We have everyone playing a huge, fantastic tournament that's showing off their skills, saying, hey, this entire semester or this entire year, I've been playing a lot of games. This is one game that I'm really thinking I'm good at. Let me go challenge everyone else in the entire state. And then <laughs> we'll try to see if we can win 500 bucks going to my tuition, to my school supplies, to whatever I need. And that tournament's December 27th, correct? Oh, yeah, correct. That tournament is on December 27th, so like two days after Christmas. Even though it is exclusive to winners to win the scholarship money, you can bring your friends and family out or anyone else from out of state to just join the tournament and just have fun as well. Uh, What that shows is that we're trying to show on a competitive level a journey and a story. We always start off in eSports, sorry about the dog, (laughs) in (laughs) literally any competition. There's a story. There's 
I'm going against the grind against this amazing person or this person who I barely know who will tell her my level of skill. If this person really, really beats me, right? That just means I need to get better. That just means I need to expand my horizons for different games if I have to. But if the games come really, really close, such as it's one-to-one final tie, final round, here's the last minute, here's what I got to show up, is that intensity and that feeling that you will never forget for the rest of your life. That after that match, you will determine if you are ready to go into a professional scene or this is the career where you just need to keep on growing. I, I love that. And I, I love what you guys do uh, at the uh, Nevada Esports and Education League. Um, can you give us a little kind of backstory as to how you, how you guys end up uh, forming the organization and what kind of things you guys do? Because it's so important, especially as video games, esports, all that stuff is, is really getting thrust into the spotlight. Uh, we're seeing now a lot more educational institutions and, and other uh, institutions kind of really putting, you know, their, uh, for lack of better words, money where their mouth is and and really dig deep and 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 helping these young folks. And, and I feel that there's a lot of opportunities out there, especially within the gaming sector. So every beginning starts off with any once upon a time. Once upon a time, I came to Las Vegas, born and raised from my dad and my family was a little bit broken. We grew up in the poorest part of towns in Section 8. And then just from off a couple of working jobs that my dad had to do as a chef, and he worked on the strip, uh, we moved all the way nearby Chinatown. In Chinatown, it wasn't the greatest. It was really the no two parts to go to in Las Vegas. It was still underdeveloped. A lot of drugs and crimes were happening there. And the only thing I had when I was going to school and I had to walk to and from Clark High School was my friends. The only thing I could connect with them was under one thing, which was video games. At the time, we did not even have gaming computers. The most expensive computer I ever had was a Dell <laughs> and it had <laughs> gateway on it. And it was like, I thought it was the coolest. And this is when, uh, before CenturyLink became CenturyLink, it was Embark. So it was oh, yeah. all that. Yeah. But starting off with those video games, I just always had a passion in always, you know, playing video games. I even took a box in elementary school to say, hey, what do you think is the best console? The PlayStation, the Xbox, or the Nintendo? And I was just like, get some votes in and stuff like that. It was very cheesy. And it was very nice that <laughs> I did that like at a young age. Because now look where we are. We're talking about esports right. awards. We're talking about video game awards. Everyone wants to vote now. And it really matters up to this date still. And as an organizer which I came into from politics, I recognized no one was organizing video games. So I'm like, you know what? No one's doing it. I'll do it. And after taking up that mentor, I created the Nevada Esports Education League. And from there, I started off with a team of just five people who were really dedicated to just making opportunities, teaching people how to like make video games, code, teaching people how to stream, which is broadcasting, which is what y'all are very big experts in. <laughs> and then from there, we also learned a little bit more about how all three of these things is just one part of esports. The mm -hmm. other parts is tournaments. The other parts is players. The other parts is literally foundation 
and community and of course some business in there as well and at the end of the day i recognize that this could be more than just a small little club or organization we started at unlv and after looking the scope around i recognize there are no nonprofits really for esports and i'm like you know what let's take up the mantle let's take the flagpole up and let's be the only esports nonprofit in nevada and so far I've grown from my team of five to a team of 22 who wow. are specialized in multiple things and things that are could be used to help the community out, teach the community new things, and also continue our future generation, which is something that has not been done in the state of Nevada. Do you see uh, the younger generations and, and maybe their families too in the schools beginning to embrace uh, esports and, and gaming in general more as as not only a valid resource, but something that is worth, you know, practicing, studying, and, and becoming more knowledgeable in? I see as it being coming more practical because those skills are always transferable. And at this day and age, the high school students that we train up, we recently had a Smash boot camp. You know, we can't yes. really have a tournament for Smash if we don't have people who are interested, who want to be better, and who wants to see where they can raise their level and their bar. And over the time, we've seen education really help out these students. And over time, we've also heard the comebackness of how it hasn't helped them emotionally. Video games was that output. And seeing these kids who train hard for video games, who make friends out of video games, and who really find a happiness, right? Because that's why we mm -hmm. play video games. We feel happy. It feels great. It feels amazing. That's when we start to see them putting two and two together. If I can be happy, I can do good in school. If I can do good in school, I can get a good job. And by getting a good job, that will also still make me happy. The whole entire lifestyle of getting a career, of doing what you love and pursuing the dream, especially here in the United States, it's all about finding that happiness and that stability and that balance. Yeah. And, you know, especially as, as we talk about, uh, just the things that you guys do out here in the community, you know, I, I'm just wondering, especially as, you know, more and more folks are embracing video games and uh, the culture and, and seeing everything that's out there. What would you like, at least within the community, uh, where could you guys use some support and, and help from the community? I guess the biggest thing is, is helping support a nonprofit by donating. <laughs> so well, Giving Tuesday just came and passed on, it's usually uh, the last Tuesday of November. And basically it's a huge, like big charity and donation drive from nonprofits across the entire world, helping to use funding and raising funds to help get back to the community. Some of the ways we give back to communities is not just through our scholarship tournaments. We also do school supply drives. So every August we do a huge school supply gathering and we start giving that out to our students and our community impoverished or color community as well. And a bunch of the minorities um, centers, which is like um, Desert Breeze, uh, the 
North Las Vegas Center and stuff like that. We use that funding to buy school supplies so we can help out our own community. Uh, we are also doing a toy drive currently for 98.5 KLUC. We just ended the Salmon Ash toy drive, I know, but we're doing another <laughs> one. And mainly the reason why we chose to do two was because a couple of us, including me, we grew up here in Las Vegas and some of the only Christmas presents we could get was from those charities and donations. Um, I was really one of the first kids to get charity and donations from the Win, the Win Casino, believe it or not, when it first <laughs> came out. And they gave me a toy and I never received a toy up until that date in fifth grade. And it's been a while, but I still remember it and that left a lasting impact. So we can always collect toys, which we do. We also do um, a bunch of volunteer work. Uh, we have three volunteer programs coming up. Mainly, it's not just for us to get volunteers, certify you, get you experience. It's us to get back to the community with you. See, here's the other thing. Uh, I think we definitely need to remember the impact. We're not just grabbing community and volunteers to show them the other side. We're also grabbing them to say, hey, you are part of this community. This is where you live. This is where the people stride from. We want you to be a part of it. So the three volunteer opportunities we have, we have the eSports Awards coming up where we definitely need to get people checked in and have make them feel welcome and hospitality-wise. The second one is our scholarship tournament, which is on December 22nd or 27th, where we need people to get people checked, not just checked in, but also get them to be tur tournament organized experience. Uh, IT experience, something to build their careers and to help out with the community and giving them a scholarship, so philanthropy. And then the last one is Level Up Expo, which is the biggest expo Las Vegas hosted for video game and anime. Um, and that's something where we try to give more students IT experience. We also try to give them a lot more relationship experience and soft skills of communication, which is something that's needed not just to grow the person, but it's needed to just grow wherever careers they go into. Super important. I feel like it's definitely a facet that uh, needs more attention, especially the fact that, you know, so many, so many of these, uh, uh, they're kids, really, they're kids. And a lot of them don't have training in, you know, media training, how to properly interact with people on social media. I've seen so many kids end their careers before they've even started by saying something foolish on social media. It's, it's, you know, it, it's terrible. L let me ask you, Hugh, if for folks out here in the community, I know you said that there's a, a, a few uh, here, a few opportunity, volunteer opportunities here at the uh, uh, end of the year here coming up. Um, but on a more regular basis, how can folks, uh, um, I guess, go in and, and help? Does it have to particularly be for events or maybe somebody has a certain skill set that they would like to be able to say, hey, I'd love to offer a class or a workshop or something like that. Lay, lay that on us. So if anyone has special program knowledge, we call it our gems. Our gems <laughs> in a group of treasure. Uh, and those are the ones that definitely stand out. And they're the ones that have a bigger shine when it comes to what esports and our video game scene is about. We always have a spot for them, whether it be our organizations or anyone else's as well, to get them not just started in their career, but to give them a lifelong experience. You know, there's a couple of times where people are just in it just to get a job, just to get some money and stuff like that, just to make it by day to day. 
But that's not the real point of esports, right? right? The real point of it is to stay in the industry that created you and cultivates you. I need to help with workforce retention and getting people trained and being developed to stay in esports, not just to get a job, not just to get another paycheck. For anyone that has that jam, that special talent, they can reach out to us on Discord. They can come to our social medias, any messaging and DMs wise. I may have oversee that. <laughs> um, so <laughs> directly, I will help you out in trying to get where you need. Esports is not here as a one or done thing. These events that we do, these volunteer opportunities are never one and done. They're always consistent. And keeping you in the field means more to me than getting you just a paycheck, to getting you just one time, a one-time thing. We have connections and every single month, for 12 months, literally for 12 months, we have plethora of more than just events. We have programs, we have things that we're always here to train. Another big thing that we do is the anti-sexual harassment trainings. So Mm -hmm. we definitely try to get some tournament organizers trained on those things. And that takes a team and plus some. So to get someone dived into these certain topics, to get them dived into something that relates to esports, we always have something and they can always reach out. I love that. I love that. Hugh, where would you like to see the Nevada Esports Education League evolve? If we're talking two, three years down the road, where do you want this organization to be that maybe it's not there yet today? I want it to be once the largest and longest sustainable esports nonprofit in the United States. Statistics has, all right, that I've studied, there's only 5% of esports nonprofit in the entire world. Mm, wow. 5%. It's crazy. And this is going across the grind of so many clubs, organizations, like brands, businesses, sponsors, whatever. Nonprofit ring for esports, it's very small. Hoping that maybe one day we can have a natural convention of esports for nonprofits here. Maybe one day. But <laughs> from there, I would like to see us become that big standing bridge, you know? We want to get students, we want to get people engaged in esports and really happy to be in their field. And this is one of the places that you can do it in. And on top of that, I may or may not be trying to create gamers so I can host a really wide big tournament um, sooner in the future. <laughs> so maybe we'll get there. Once we get there, that's how I know we'll be, we made it. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it there. I love it. December 27th for free at the HyperX Arena. You can come play some Super Smash Brothers, show off your skills, maybe win some raffles, support a great cause. Hugh, where else can we find the Nevada Esports Education League? How can we follow and support you guys? Uh, you can definitely for, support us for sure on our Discord. I'm really pushing Discord, all right? Because uh, <laughs> two things. One, <laughs> Discord partnership. And then two is Discord just now recently came out where you can get paid uh, for the servers and basically supporting oh. our community. Um, that's another thing I'm really pushing for is for people to just join our Discord. Um, from there, you can get all of our social medias from Twitter to our Instagrams 
to literally um, our Facebook. Uh, we do have almost all donate uh, platforms for social media, but we also have a big donor box. Uh, with a donor box, um, our link, you will be able to be on our donation like wall so people can see. You'll also get to choose where you want to donate your stuff to. We have four things about on there. One is other, another one's scholarship, another one's events, material for schools. And uh, we just recently did a donation bank for Three Square Food Bank. Um, I'd like to give a huge shout out to Rick, who is our uh, videographer. He personally went out with his mom to go to downtown Fremont. And he gave away food to the homeless, uh, Filipino That's food, awesome. of course, because he's Filipino. <laughs> um, we do that <laughs> stuff charitable-wise because we also understand that gamers, just because you have a roof, just because you have a gaming setup, doesn't mean you do not get hungry. You need to take care of yourself, eat, hydrate, and etc. Healthy ways as possible. And for those who don't have it, use your passion. Use what you have to get back. You again, thank you so much for coming on and and showing showing us and telling us about uh, all the work that you guys are doing out here in the community. We appreciate it. I know folks out in the community appreciate it as well. Uh, make sure if you guys have not, uh, and we'll we'll drop that link in. But if you do have uh, anything to spare. Uh, please make sure you go and donate if you have some time and and you want to help out with some of the uh, events and, and stuff that they have going on as well. Please contact them. Go to their Discord. Do it. <laughs> you, thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate it. Or we appreciate it. I'm sorry. I said I did. <laughs> Lucas, what do you got going on this weekend, my friend? You know, the craziness starts on Sunday with the eSports Awards. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's going to be a sprint over those three days. Uh, so yeah. I'm just going to take a deep breath, watch the Game Awards on Thursday, rest Friday, Saturday, and we are out there uh, on Sunday. So that's – I'm ready for this, though. This is a big one. I'm, I'm excited that the eSports Awards are finally here. Obviously a big moment for them being out in Vegas – for the first time, uh, and I can't wait to see uh, what they have in store for everybody. What about you, Ryan? Same. You know, you know where I'll be. I'll be right there with you uh, over at the uh, uh, Resorts World, taking it in, doing interviews and stuff like that. Really excited to uh, uh, bring some coverage of what's going on out here. It's it's fabulous that it's out here in our own backyard. Uh, so you're right. We'll probably have to rest up because those are going to be three crazy days out here nonstop. But we're really pumped about it. Uh, again, if you, if you guys uh, didn't get a chance, uh, make sure you check out that episode two with Michael Ashford, um, who, again, is, is you know, organized and, and, and has been running the uh, eSports Awards. So to have it out here in Vegas, uh, big names, uh, the biggest eSports Awards uh, in the world out here in Vegas only makes sense. So I'm really pumped about that. I hope you guys are pumped about that. There's all kinds of activities and stuff like that that will be going on uh, as well. So it's not just the award show. Make sure that you look, check the social channels, all that good stuff for event details and everything uh, again, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we don't forget check out our, our, our socials at Twitters uh, at Land Parties Pod at Lucas Eggener at Smitty two four four seven. We hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week, and you already know what it is. We love your faces. <laughs>
Thank <laughs> you.